Oh, also, oh no, I meant to do. Oh yes. Right, so um, done it right do I want? Do I want to brew? You know what? I can't decide that for you. That's something that you have to decide within your own liver. Oh my goodness. Um, you know what? Now that we've started recording after talking for Do half it. an hour, I'm going to get up and I'm going to get through. <laughs> Perfect. You ready? You in? I'm so ready. Um, also, look at this cute shirt that Lizzie made me. It's, it's an extra large flannel and she bleached it Whoa! halfway. Isn't it cute? I love that. Isn't it good? I know. She was, and like the sleeves are huge. She was like, she brought it to me camping and she was like, um, I made this for you. Do you want it? I was like, uh, yes. Yes. I mean, wow. It's so cute. Extremely cute. I'm so, I'm always tempted to like bleach things or Mm -hmm. acid wash things. But then I get nervous. I know. I've never done it. I know. I barely even tie-dyed. Dyed the tie? Yeah. I know me neither. I don't, I think, I think maybe I've tie-dyed like once. Same. And it was, it was for like a ninth, nine-year-old birthday, you know? It was like oh, nine. And it was like was for like, a birthday. <laughs> mine was like three years ago, two years ago. Oh. <laughs> you know, yeah, but, but I mean, you can't mess it up. So why am I so nervous about it? No, like, I, I get it though. I get it. Good golly. I am nervous. I know, because, like, where do you put the rubber bands? Right. Like, you, what if what if you put them in a dumb spot and it just ends up looking like nipples? And then you, what if you oversaturate and then you run out of color? And right. So, and then you've just got, like, one splotch on right. your shirt. Ugh. I didn't even think about that nipple thing. I am yeah. so stressed. You could, you could abs- accidentally put on nipples on know. your shirt. Or if know. you put them on the back, then you suddenly have back nipples, and then it's, like, confusing. Because, like, know. which direction do you wear the shirt? Like, do you want them to line up, you know? Or, like, do you just want them or on the back? Or <laughs> I, I will never make a shirt again. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Babe Town, Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Good people, let us know. It's back nipples or front. It's been a minute. Um, it has been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. We took a break to go to Valdez, and then we uh, well, oh uh, well, we I missed. guess. And Skype, Skype did us dirty though. Is Skype the, did is what dirty. happened. Um, yeah, yeah. So folks. <laughs> Once again, there's a lost episode. <laughs> so, so we've heard these stories before, but yeah, that's the thing is like we're re we're redoing it because we're these redoing are too it. good. They're too good, um, and also we had already done the homework. <laughs> right. <laughs> so right. like, we might as well. Right. Um, but I'm gonna level with you. My mm. mush brain is such that I like. I remember yours, kind of. I, I'm I'm the same way. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. Like I don't remember your babe's name. It's a wild name. But I remember the like vague feel of it, and yeah. I've been excited about it all day. <laughs> she's God. She's so cool, and her name is a. It's so it's fun to say, and I'm such a big fan of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Hit me. have I told you about 
me trying to teach Jill how to enjoy horror movies because she wants to, quote, work up to watching Hereditary. <laughs> you know what? I get it because I did the same thing with whiskey and I thought about doing it with horror. I oh did my the same God. thing with jalapenos. Oh, my God. If it. you decide to do it with horror, please, please involve me in those conversations, because I would love nothing more than to teach you how to enjoy horror movies, because that's zero. I'm literally going to watch at least two of them today. <laughs> I had zero desire to. And then I fell in love with the Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Blind mm. Manor series. Mm. Mm. And so. Yeah. So they were my gateway. That's great. And there's so many different like avenues of horror movies too. Mm -hmm. Like you could go like more haunting things or you could go like ghosts or you could, I guess that's kind of the same thing. Or you, you could, could go, go like hunting or ghosts. You could go, like aliens or like monsters or like slasher. Like there's so many mm -hmm. different avenues of spooky things. Um, mm, that's very exciting to me, but Jill Right. We were going to. So so she was like, I need you to kind of like guide me through horror movies to Correct. like build up my stamina to hereditary. And I was like, I love this homework assignment. I'm big time into it. So. um, And so anyway, long story short, we were supposed to watch on Friday. We were going to watch a horror movie. um, And then we ended up rescheduling to Tuesday. So I'm not editing until Wednesday. Got Boom. It. We're full circle. It was a really long winded. No, it was perfect. Convoluted explanation of why this won't get edited. Because if you would have said like, oh, I can't get to it to Wednesday, I would have been like, why? Why the fuck not? The hell why? So tell me. And then you did. And it was great. I, I guess I enjoy spooky spooks that are um, more. I like psychological thrillers and I enjoy the. Oh my God. What is it called? Where you don't see what it is. It's just like building up. No, like tension. About? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if they show me the monster or whatever it is too early. Then I'm like, eh, no. Oh, have you watched the ritual? No, that's what Jill and I were going to watch. It's a, um, it's like a group of it's British and all of these friends like pick a different adventure to do every year. And it's one of their friends uh, idea to like go hiking in Sweden and then he dies. So then they do it to like honor him and they take a shortcut through the woods and it's so good. It's what the Blair Witch wanted to be. Mm. Um, okay. And I, and that's saying I love Blair Witch. Like it's one of my favorite horror movies. Um, but the ritual is so fucking good. And the monster is great it's just it's very scary in a like we're gonna go camp kind of way right really good and i think you would like it. it's on netflix i just really like the like the building anticipation of what it is yes you know and like you might catch a glimpse of it in the background or like what was yes that? did i really but i hate jump scares so much i hate them the ritual has like two that i can think of but the the monster reveal is well worth it. All right. Well worth it. I think you I would will, really like it. This fall, when it becomes colder and spookier, yes. I will consider it. Great. Great. I'm going to, yeah, we're going to watch um, at least one horror movie today. Because Lizzie and I have started doing this thing where we pick a movie and then we 
started at the same time. So we just live text it so we can hang out with somebody without actually like yeah. hanging out with somebody. Yeah, yeah. It's the perfect introvert. Doesn't Netflix like companionship. Um, I don't know that Netflix does, but like Amazon does. And like, yeah, there's like a, you, it's a thing. Yeah. We just always forget that it exists. So we just like try and time it. Go. Oh man. We watched Anaconda a couple weekends ago, which garbage movie. Um, but it was a great time and I've we were so on it. Like it was immediate. It was great. Um, anyway, yeah, I would love to guide you through horror movies. Cool. That sounds like I, I wish that I could get paid to do that because sure. that would be my dream job. Just watching horror movies and like teaching people horror movies. Mm, yes, please. All day. I mean, weird, but fitting. Yeah. Um, the last night in Valdez, me and Jared Michael Delaney and Cody Golder and Kevin Armento just sat around talking about horror for like three and a half hours. We went and Arthur Jolly made us crepes in his hotel suite thing yeah. at like three in the morning. Does he bring his own crepe? No. He, how does he make them? He bought stuff at the Safeway and made us but all like, crepes. But like you can just make them like on a stove? Yeah. Like on, just like on a pan? Yeah. Oh. And then it, it like every time one of them was ready, he would go to the whoever's turn it was. maybe be like lemon and sugar or chocolate, you know. Um, it was amazing. Yeah. So we hung out, um, and ate a bunch of crepes and played heads up, you know, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, um, um, Greg Romero and Ted. Oh man. Um, wait, is this where that really cute Polaroid came from? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. That was at like four in the morning at Arthur's a very cute polaroid um man i'll post the man, polaroid folks just seeing time. seeing all those people i know so nice i just I, keep like randomly thinking about like man we just hung out with all of those people how how great is that i'm so <laughs> so loving being back in the world and like doing things and going places and it feels so exciting that i like <laughs> have stuff to do and places to go and people to see and i just like i know <laughs> that it is the nature of humans that we won't always appreciate this, but my God, I, I don't know. I kind of, it. I kind of feel like there's always going to be a little bit of like, Oh man, wow. We're doing this. Remember when we couldn't do this? <laughs> oh, I hope we hold on to it. Um, also, I feel like we didn't appropriately or enough discuss when Tim Crawford was like, Oh yeah, I listen to babe town. <laughs> Timothy Crawford, if you're listening to this, we love you. Timothy Crawford, we're such big fans. We love you. This is like when Jan Propes told me she was yes, to Babe yes, Town. I was yes. like, Barf, what? Same playlist. I'm such a fan of you. And you like listen to my bullshit talk about my cat. Did I tell you that apparently, according to Jan Probst, I sound taller on a podcast? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Folks, if you're listening, I'm really short. I'm really, really short. Don't let her voice fool you. Don't let my voice fool she you. She just has a tall voice. She's just a very small, small person. person. I have a very commanding voice. I understand. <laughs> I'm a very small person. 
Wow. Those things that you know so yourself. That's so good. That's so good. Now Man. whenever I, like, submit to voiceovers, I'm going to look for, like, <laughs> tall ones. taller, more commanding. Yeah. I'm going to look for taller voiceovers. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. I I love that. I can think about the fact. Anything, she didn't say anything about yours, so I'm assuming your voice and your height match. They match. Okay. I, that's. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take voice it. is appropriate for your height. Great. I love it. <laughs> um, um, what are you drinking? Oh, you I said have- a cider earlier. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I have me um, a Diet Coke and a mystery cider. It's just a blank can that was in our fridge. And oh, asked- you like literally don't know what it is. Yeah. I asked Trevor, I was like, hey, what is this? And he was like, cider. And I was like, cool, I'm going to drink it. <laughs> Great. It's dry. It's refreshing. It's a little tart. I love it. Mm-hmm. Right. What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking. I am drinking a squeezy rider, which is Ew. the best name I've ever heard. It's a West Coast IPA, mm. but it's a Deschutes and it's a pink uh, can. These chuties. Well, I am fairly positive that I'm going first. I think that you are too, if I, I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure. When's your when's your vape born? 1911. Yeah, 100% going first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you figured. <laughs> okay, Taylor, are you ready yeah. to re-experience? <laughs> I was going to say, I have heard of this lady. Are you ready to relive the story of Lascarina Bubalina? Ooh, yes, I sure am. Oh, my goodness. Okay, yes. Great. Oh, great, 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 oh great, great, great. my God. All right. So Lascarina Bubalina Pinozzi. What a name. Mm. What I'm a name. So deeply obsessed with that name. Uh, she was born May 11th, 1771 mm. in a prison in Constantinople. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Her. <laughs> yeah. It's just with a bang. Wait, I have just as many questions as I did the first time. She was born in a prison. In a prison. So what was her mom in the prison for? Do we know? Um, so her dad was in, her dad was the one who was in prison for taking part. He was a sea captain who took oh, part that's in the right. revolution against the Ottoman empire. And then her mother, Paraskevo came to visit him. They made her, I guess she stayed there. I don't know why she, she stayed, stayed there. there or she like left and then was like, like went into labor and was like, time to get to the prison. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta, someone, please take me to prison. Gotta go. This baby's coming. But I also imagine that um, visiting someone in prison in 1771 is a lot different than like oh. someone in prison today. <laughs> You're probably correct. So maybe they, like, she just like moved to the next town to like be close to him. I have, these are wild assumptions. I want so badly to know what visit prison visitation rights in Constantinople in the mid 1700s was like, I would love to read about it. I would hate to be there because I bet it smelled real <laughs> bad. It was bad. Absolutely awful. Just a um, nightmare. If any of our listeners are experts in this topic, please let us know. Do let us Acquiring know. minds want to know. I would love to read a book about that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Yeah, so uh, her dad unfortunately died in prison, and then soon after, her mother took her to their homeland of Hydra. Okay. 
And then four years later, her mother remarried uh, to another captain and they moved to a neighboring island called Spetsis. So she had a sea captain father, a sea captain stepfather, and was just like, they're living on an island. So she's like around seafaring people. She's obsessed with the ocean. This all makes sense. And she grew up around revolutionaries who were planning the Greek rebellion against the Ottoman Empire, who had been ruling over them for 400 years. So she is a budding revolutionary. Yeah. Obsessed with the sea. Great. Great. She married twice, both to sea captains. Both husbands died in pirate raids, but they left her with an incredible amount of money and six children to support by the time she was 40. Oh. So rather than marry again, Bubalina's like, listen, I can do this shit myself. So she's a dynamite businesswoman. She just increases her fortune. She became a partner in multiple ships and then built three of her own. So she's basically got a small fleet at this point. You love to see it. You I love, love that. to see I it. I love that so much. You love to see it. I love her being like, all right, I guess I'll just make like my own this. Navy. <laughs> I've got this. I've been worried Casual. about it. I've, it's my destiny. I'm just stepping right into it. Mm-hmm. So her grandest ship was the Agamemnon, which I love that name for a ship. Cool. Yeah, that's a cool name for a ship. Um, it had 18 cannons and it was used. It was the largest ship that was used in the Greek war for independence. That seems like a boatload of cannons. It's no so pun off. intended. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I wish I could make a gif out of your face. (laughs) (laughs) So good. It was fully, fully unintended. But but. like your realization as it happened. Oh yeah. Wow. So. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, that seems like a lot. It's a, it's a, it's a whole bunch of, I mean, I assume. A veritable boatload. (laughs) It's a veritable boatload. It's a veritable Agamemnon load. Um. I have no idea. Um, Okay. So naturally there's a secret society that she's like, well, I'm going to become a member because it's a secret society and we're revolutionaries. They're called the Feliki Eteria, which translates to the friendly society. Precious. Very cute. And they were spreading around the idea of Greek independence from the Turks. Why do you think they named themselves the friendly society? To, like, try and get folks in to be like, look, we're not spooky. We're we're nice, friendly folks. Probably. And I would imagine it has something to do with, like, the ultimate goal was freedom and independence in a, like, so that they could create their own friendly society and not be ruled over mm-hmm. other by other people. Okay. You know, like. Yeah. I'm just always know. so interested as to, like. Like the names of resistance groups. I'm always like, why do you, why did you name yourself that? I'm so curious. I feel like it probably came from like somebody writing a letter to somebody else and being like, we are the, we are a friendly society of, you know, whoever, whatever. Oh. And it just caught on and somebody started calling, you know, Ooh. instead yeah, of like them getting together right. and being like, what should we? I bet you're right. Name or That's what I'm going to choose to believe happened. <laughs> cool. Me too. Great. I have no idea. Great. Again, <laughs> wildly assuming things. <laughs> Just assumptions left and right. I'm into it. Um, she was the only woman in the Felicia Wow. 
and she starts pouring her money into building ships and buying arms and recruiting men to fight. I love her so much, so much. So in 1816, the Turks tried to take all of her property away because they were like, listen, your husband fought against us. So we should have all of that. Um, but thankfully the Russian ambassador in Constantinople came to her was like, listen, I have this idea. I'm going to exile you. So just like go to, is it Crimea or Crimea? Crimea? It gets Crimea. Right. She gets exiled <laughs> to that very. That locale. That locale. Okay. Um, she stays there for three months. And while she's there, she became friends with the mother of the Turk guy who was trying to steal her property. Oh, man. So she turns what this a hundred percent on its head. She that's becomes the, that's the like the like old timey version of like like somebody sending you a dick pic and then you messaging their mom yes. and being like, excuse me, excuse me. A hundred percent. Because then his mom essentially was like, listen, enough with the dick pics. They're unsolicited. Stop it. That's so funny. So wow. She, what a yeah, move. Yeah. So she got to move back and keep all of her stuff. Because the dude's mom was like, sit down, child. I said, so she keeps all of her stuff. She moves back to Spetses. Around this time, her main job is working as a smuggler, you know, as one like you do, as one does. Yeah. So March 13th, 1821, Lascarina Bubalina was the first person to raise the modified Greek flag uh, on any ship. She rose it on the Agamemnon. Cool. Twelve days later, the Felicitaria and other revolutionaries, with support from Russia and like other European powers, officially began the Greek War for Independence. On April 8th, Spetsas and other islands revolted with her assistance, eight of her ships and a total of 300 ships. So they're like, listen, we're going to have our independence and we're going to have it right the fuck now. Yeah. Pow, pow. And she was considered equal with all of the generals as far as like strategy and planning and everything. She was in all the meetings. There was mm-hmm. none of this like, but she's a woman. It was like, no, have you seen this woman? Like get in here. We need yeah. your sense. So then she sails and starts a naval blockade and fought until the, uh, fort of Napfilian fell. A lot of F's in there. Okay. Yeah. Then she sails, takes place in another blockade in, I'm going to try my best with this pronunciation. You got it. Monumvasia Peloponnesi. Love it. You know? Yep, I do. Then again in September, the Battle of Tripoli, uh, Turkish capital of Peloponnese. Peloponnese? I don't know. Um, she gets there right as the city is falling, and she managed to save a bunch of the female members of the sultan's household. Were they slaves? Probably. Is that me making assumptions again? You bet it is. <laughs> Who is to say? Yeah. But I feel like if she's saving female members. Yeah, I feel like if the connotation is saving, it's probably not a great situation. Right. Ultimately, they won. She won. The Greeks won. Yeah. Um, the war did cost her her oldest son, but the Turks were defeated. 
and she stayed in the new capital. She got to witness the creation of the new Greek state, the first Hellenic Republic. Very exciting. Very exciting. And as we know, that all good things last forever. Bitterness grew amongst all the politicians who were bickering and fighting back and forth. And the Greeks split into factions and started fighting each other. Cool. So she was arrested twice and her fortune was depleted from all of the politicians who basically somehow took all of her money and split it amongst themselves because they thought that they should be compensated somehow with her money, even though she was the one who fought. This all sounds right. You know, it it makes makes a lot of sense. It makes sense, but it doesn't. And it's very upsetting. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. So 1825. One of her sons elopes with a young woman of the Kutsis family. And the family was pissed. Okay. I don't know if her son was a dick or whatever, but also he's the child of a war hero. You'd think that that would be, who knows? But they were not pleased. And so the whole Kutsis family heads over to her house to fight for fight her son, I guess. Okay. So May 22nd, she comes out on her balcony and she's like, listen, y'all need to fucking chill. She confronts them. One of the family members, they don't know who, shot her in the fucking forehead. Ugh. She died. Ugh. Over. Ugh. Yes. Yeah. What a what an unsatisfying ending to her life. (laughs) Seriously. She comes out to be like, listen, my son just married her. It's not like he killed her. And then they're all like, you know. Wow. It's upsetting. What year was that? That was 1825. Dang. So after she died, she was the first woman to be named an admiral of the Russian Navy and a hero of Spetsis. They, it is commonly believed that like they could not have won the war without her. Um, There's a statue of her in the Harbor. There is a Bubalina museum at the 300 year old mansion of her second husband. What? Um, mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Where her family still lives. Wow. Wow. Um, the Agamemnon was sold to the Greek state who renamed it. But then unfortunately there was the Greek civil war of 1831 and it burned. Boo. Yeah. Can you imagine if that was like still, that would be the coolest museum. It would be the coolest fucking museum. And it's so crazy because her whole story is like, it's so wild and cool. And then it's just, Someone shot her because they yeah, were just her son. It's so frustrating. <sighs> but yeah. yeah, that's uh, the story of Lascarina Bubalina, fucking Greek war hero. Really excellent. That's really an excellent story. Isn't she wild? Mm. I love her. I love so when we cover like like war war ladies. Oh yeah. Because oh, it's yeah. just so. It's just is such a. It's such a thing that I can't really wrap my ri- mind around. You know, it's just like, I was, it's all we, you know, we grew up watching all of these movies of war heroes and whatever, and they were all fake or, you know, fictionalized or whatever. And there's so many real ones. so many. And there's so many ones about women. And like, there are no movies right. about, like, there's no Saving Private Ryan's with all women. <laughs> Saving Private Lascarina. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, and there's, there's so, so uh, many of these stories. There's so many. I from like all over the world too. It's like they're yes. like we have covered so many different 
women that are like part of revolutions. Yeah. Uh, wow. I really hope that I feel like the entertainment industry is changing slowly in that way. Mm-hmm. And they're starting to tell more women's stories, but like, can we really just like pedal to the metal on this and dude for real, get some awesome female led war hero movies out there. Anyway, yeah. that's my stance on the, on the situation um, to source my shit encyclopedia.com a history of greece.com the female soldier.com great wikipedia and greca.com just greek with an a at the end wow well great job thanks sit back all right well reagan okay. do you remember the story <laughs> of jackie orns oh Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Partially. Remind me, please. Okay. Also, Um, I always wonder, not always, the two times that we've redone episodes. Yeah. I wonder if we tell jokes in the same places. (laughs) I think about this literally all the time. Um, Okay, cool. So Jackie Orms, Mm -hmm. she was born August 1st. So we're almost, we're coming up on it. 1911. uh, In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Her birth name was Zelda Maven Jackson. So uh, cool. Yes, please. Such a cool name. Uh, her dad owned a print company and a movie theater, but unfortunately was killed in a car crash when she was six. Oh, so wow. because of that, Jackie and her sister were placed in the care of her aunt for a while, just because her mom was like mentally not doing great, like mm-hmm. suddenly having to be a single mother and like raise yeah. a family. Um, so then her mom remarries and then the whole family move, moves to Mon- Monongahela, Pennsylvania, I yeah. think is how you say it. And if you live there, keep it to yourself. Uh, <laughs> she graduates from high school in 1930. So her whole childhood, Jackie's like constantly like she's like writing and drawing. She was an arts editor for her high school yearbook and she drew caricatures of fellow students and teachers which like so cute so cute oh yeah because we talked about the drawing that your teacher did wait did we, yes. we didn't post that though did we no have i done this one this is not a posted episode right no we have not posted it okay. I, I sent it to you <laughs> yeah. okay. i sent the photo yes to you okay i just had such a moment of like wait is this actually in an episode but i don't think so no i don't think so either okay great and if it is then you're getting to hear it twice bonus so um so okay while in high school she writes a letter to robert van who is the editor of the pittsburgh courier which is a black newspaper that we've talked about before um he writes back and eventually she gets her first writing gig covering a boxing match which led to a lifelong love of the sport (laughs) yes so um 1930, same year that she graduates high school, she gets her first job as a proofreader with the Pittsburgh Courier. She's also doing like freelance pieces about basically anything that she could get her hands on. That's so exciting to, sorry, back on the boxing thing, because like it was her first big job. Yeah. And it was such a positive experience. And so like dreams are coming true and we're doing things. Like it just impacted her in such a positive, wonderful way. I love that. I know it's so cute. It's so cute. Um, so 1937, Jackie's first cartoon is published in The Courier. Um, 
It's called Torchy Brown in Dixie to Harlem. It's about a young black girl who moves north to Harlem to become an entertainer. Mm -hmm. Uh, It only runs for a year. Publication gets stopped. Most people think that um, her courier contract ran out because it kind Mm -hmm. of just like coincided. So it's not like it got stopped for any reason. It just kind of she was no longer working there. Also love the name Um, Torchy. So cute. It's so cute. cute. Uh, So a lady named Maura Beauchamp Bird, which Mm. this story is filled with great names. Uh, She's an art history professor at Oklahoma State. She says, quote, it's the story of the great migration from Mississippi. Jackie was on the same pages as male cartoonists who really drew from a male centered view. She was the only comic who centered one around a female figure. And she's black. Torchy is this like black woman who is like so strong and like vocal. Oh, yes, please. All day long. In 1937. Yeah. Can you like, oh, it's amazing. It's so good. Representation matters. Almost as though. So, um, so yeah, so Torchy's an anomaly because she's super smart. She's capable. She's socially vocal. She doesn't take any shit. Like there's like all of these like cartoons of like people like being shitty to her on a bus and like her yelling at them. Like, yes, yes. all, all day long. Uh, so it's a huge departure from how women and especially black women were shown in 1937. There's a strip that shows Torchy getting onto the train and pretending that she couldn't read so that she could defiantly sit in the whites only section. Yes. Yes, please. So 1942, Jackie moves to Chicago, which you guessed it. Our gal starts working for Chicago Defender by 1945. Um, So she starts out with a short lived comic strip called Candy. She's also doing special assignment reporting. She's working as a social columnist. Like she's just writing and drawing anything that she can get her hands on. Um, 1946 is when she really kind of starts cementing her place in like comic Mm -hmm. strip history. Cause she starts writing um, the comic that she would eventually become widely recognized for called Patty, Joe and Ginger. So this comic was revolutionary um, for one, because it was one of the first to show black women as intellectual and socially aware and opinionated. Oh my God. Yeah. So it follows two sisters. Ginger's the older one. She's styled like a pinup model. And then her younger sister is Patty Joe. She's like super witty and, sharp um and patty joe is like constantly making comments about society so it's like this little kid just like be like isn't this fucked up (laughs) yes it is little kid so um there's one there's one comic strip where patty joe the little kid says quote how's about getting our rich uncle sam to put good public schools all over so we can be trained fit for any college yes patty joe please yes please Um, So the two sisters, they regularly talk about social issues of the 40s and 50s. They talk about McCarthyism, segregation, unions, like in a comic strip. Oh, amazing. I feel like that's probably why comic strips started. Yes, yes. It's like social commentary, not just like, boy, I'm reading the news and I need me some jollies. Yep. Yeah. So um, Maura Beauchamp Bird. Uh, She says, quote, she was really documenting the black middle class. Mm -hmm. So 1947, Patty Jo doll is created. She was the first black doll that was set for a role model for young girls and was 
wildly popular with both black and white kids because wow. it's almost as though can you imagine don't really care <laughs> um so a guy named daniel shulman who's the curator of a chicago exhibit about jackie orms um he says quote the doll was a fashionable beautiful character do you know where that chicago exhibit is i think we it comes up later and i think that you decided that you have been there oh the have seen it. yes ah yes Sobble. okay Yes. Um, so 1950, Jackie draws her last comic strip called Torchy and Heartbeats. Uh, it was our classic Torchy character, stylish, successful black lady looking for love and commenting on the racism of the South while doing so. <laughs> Amazing. Hell yes. Amazing. So there was a great article that was a Shondaland article, <laughs> which like, hey, yeah. Okay. Um, so that article says, quote, one common mistake that erased Orms from history is miscrediting Barbara Brandon Croft as the first nationally syndicated African-American female cartoonist. Quote, I'm just the first mainstream cartoonist. I'm not the first at all, says Brandon Croft, who published her cartoons in the Detroit Free Press in the 1990s. Quote, so much of black history has been ignored. It's just a reminder that black history shouldn't just be celebrated in February. Yup. Yup. So, um. It was like this huge thing for readers to be able to see these characters like living their lives, being really successful, not taking any shit, like not being people, being people. Yeah. Um, So so an NPR article says that it was especially uh, influential for black girls to see, quote, if Ginger could graduate from college and if Torchy could challenge the era's racist status quo, they were capable of doing the same. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That quote makes me want to cry. Um, So 1956, she retires from cartooning, but she continues drawing until she gets really bad rheumatoid arthritis and has to stop altogether, which is just awful. I know. So she's on the founding board for the Dusable. Is that how you said it? Mm -hmm. Uh, Museum of African-American History. Her Her artwork can still be seen there today. Uh, so December 26th, 1985, she dies of a cerebral brain hemorrhage in Chicago. After her death, she's inducted into the National Association of Black Journalists Hall of Fame in 2014. 2018, she's inducted into the Will Eisner Comic Industry Eisner Award Hall of Fame. Wow. <laughs> touch repetitive. Who? Um, so then a last little fun piece. Um, a lady named Brittany Williams is a cartoonist now for Marvel. And she says, quote, I was never afraid to follow my dreams because she followed hers against all odds. If a black woman could do it during segregation, I could definitely do it now. And that is the story of Jackie Orms. That's so The cool. first mainstream black female cartoonist. That is so cool. So cool. So cool. I love her so much. Wow. Follow your dreams, kids. Um, people are watching, and that's really cool. Oh, my gosh. And all of the comic strips are so cute. They're yeah, I'm just, really excited to go look them up. They're so good. Um, okay, so to source my shit real quick, JackieOrms.com, Wikipedia. Um, BlackPast.org has a great article written by Vanessa Pitts called Zelda Jackie Orms. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Shondaland.com 
has yeah. an article by Nadia Sayej called The Subtle Radicalism of Cartoonist Jackie Orms. Hell yeah. And that's Jackie Orms. I love it. Great job, dude. Uh, Thanks. Great babe. Thanks. What a great babe. Well, hopefully Skype won't eat this episode. Yeah, you know, we'll find out. We'll find out. Do you have a um, babe of the week? Oh. Month? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, it's going to be really barfy and gross, but I think that it, since this episode is going to come out and then we're not going to have one for a second because we're going to be gone for a week, I think it kind of has to be Evan Dodd because oh. our anniversary is next week. Um, we've been married for three years already. Yeah, have. Wow, barf. Um and together for like a hot minute. So <laughs> a hot, hot minute. A hot minute. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's the best. And it's been great. And it's like we were talking the other day about how like it's kind of crazy to think that in the first three years of our marriage, we have had to deal with a chronic illness, bed bugs, and a global pandemic. <laughs> yeah, dude. So we were talking, I was like, you know, I feel like if we can, like, if we could do all of that in the first three years, like, we're probably set. Probably good. Like, we're set. Yes. And, and like, I don't know, like, the pandemic has been shitty start to finish, but a scooch less shitty because, like, every day I get to hang out with him, which, like, barf is the barfiest. It's the barfiest. But But I know exactly what you mean. It's It's very true. Um, Yeah. Gross. Anyway, I think it's him. Love so it. a big fan. <laughs> love it. I absolutely love it. Big fan of him. Um, gross. He's a, he's a really wonderful babe. Yeah. And I'm, I'm also a big fan. He's Don't the coolest. He's the coolest. Um, Every so often he'll just be like, because <laughs> he like doesn't like listen to podcasts so he like doesn't really listen to ours right and he's always like he's like i'm I'm really sorry i'm like i don't care i don't give a shit like if you if you listen if you were listening to podcasts all day long and you refuse to listen to mine then like maybe i would be a little bit butt hurt but like you don't listen to them so like it's fine Um, exact same way but every so often he'll like because he also doesn't really get on instagram except for like twice a month so like every so often he'll be scrolling through and he'll see a babe town post and he'll be like you guys have done 54 episodes. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, that's so many, that's so many babes. You guys have talked about so many cool ladies. <laughs> yeah. It's been a and lot. The list just keeps getting longer. I know. It's so know. wild. Oh <laughs> yeah. Man, I love this thing. Um, I'm going to do a classic Reagan. I have two. Do you have two? <laughs> Are, is at least one of them a book? No, it's a podcast. Oh, it's um, a podcast. Okay. And I, I did, it was my babe of the week last time we recorded this. I just have to shout it out where I got the last Karina Bubalina story or where I got the, like, Oh, that's right. Cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there is a podcast by Allie Ward called Ologies. And mm. she interviews people about their various ology jobs. And it's fascinating. And so, Allie Ward is also such a great time. Yes, she's a great time. And she's, she's so smart. Time. And she's yeah, she's a great time. Um, and so the episode that this was that Lescarina Bubalina was in, she was literally like a footnote for like a minute, real quick, where they were like, Oh, by the way, there's this really cool lady who anyway, and then moved on. And I was like, wait, wait, what? Um 
but it was about um, sea, like archaeology, uh, and like exploring a cool shipwrecks. Field. How so do you even get cool. into that? They talk about it. It's fascinating. Oh. Oh. <laughs> ten Great. out of ten recommend to a friend. Um, I'll see if I can find the actual episode and send it to you because they they do talk about like how does one get into the field of studying shipwrecks? Yeah. What? It's yeah, it's like oceanic archaeology or something. It's so it's interesting. So cool. Um. So yeah, have to give a, a strong shout out to ologies. Um. And then my second one is also barf. Um. But in a very <laughs> different way. <laughs> Um, in a much more selfish way. Mine's me. <laughs> yes. Good. What? Um, That's a barf? This is opposite barf. This is like, this is like, this is like, don't, this is like no, chugging don't, something. No. Okay. Okay. No, I've done like, it's just been a week and I've done a lot of things this week that sound that like make me nervous you know like the thing the kind of things where like you're kind of scared but in a good way and like you know it's a good thing for you but you still want to find a way to cancel Mm -hmm. um and I've followed through on all of them and I have put myself out there a whole bunch I've been very vulnerable and it was very it was a very um intense and kind of scary week to go into and now looking back on it I'm really really proud of myself ah yes we love to see it wow but that is great what you just told me is great I love that very much I feel very accomplished and so like even if nothing comes from any of it like I feel very proud of myself that I did it anyway gross we're gonna stop talking about it I'm over it Um, well, I'm very proud of you, Barf. Yeah, self-love is um, challenging mm-hmm. at best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow, we did it. Wow, look at us. We did it. Look at us go. Only an hour and a half in, too. This is a short one by normal standards. I mean, an hour and a half of recording. So we're still at the good two-hour mark. Oh, great. Okay, well then, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are your plans for the rest of the day? Um, it is Alyssa's last night in town, so we're gonna go to dinner. Oh, that's at right. A place called Francesca's, and it's Italian, and they're like they have this ravioli. I'm so excited to get it. I cannot freaking wait. On the menu, it is described as little pillows of cheese. Oh my god, yum! And that's the best description in the world. It's the best twenty dollars I've ever spent. Yum. It's so good, and I cannot wait to get it again. Um, but yeah, since Callie's moving soon, we're kind of hitting all of our favorite mm-hmm. Chicago places, which is just fun for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just a great time. What are you going to do? Um, I think that I am going to curl up with my blind cat, and I think I'm going to watch minimum one horror movie, but Probably closer to two. Your famous blind cat. My famous blind cat. Yeah, we haven't talked. You guys, my cat went viral. (laughs) 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 On Reddit. If you saw a photo of a cute blind cat, that's my cute blind cat. Yeah. 
there's only one on the internet, so you'll know it when you see yeah, it. You'll know. You'll, <laughs> you'll know. It's the viral one. Yeah. It's the viral one. I wonder, you know what I thought about? I wonder how many people have your cat as the background on their phone. Oh my God. Do you think? Like no. how many people have sent, yeah, out of 60,000? The, the cat is, no, 24,000. Just okay. a moderate size stadium. <laughs> you don't think one of those people was like, wow, that's a cute cat and saved that photo? I mean, I would love their that. Family. How many people texted that, it to somebody else? I, I did think about that quite a lot. I was like, that's so cute. There's gonna, there's definitely people out there that do, Have that are doing, there. that are doing with this photo of Greg, what Evan does to all of Reddit to me, right. where he just sends me photos of cute shit on Reddit, which I'm I, not complaining about at all. No, I guarantee you, Greg is the background on someone's phone. That you I don't love know. that idea. I mean, yeah, I know it's he's a cat, so I love that idea. If right. that was like it's not like, like a baby. child, yeah, like gross, but like he's my cat, so yeah, it's cute. Okay, I'm gonna go watch a spooky movie. All right, I'm gonna go hang out with my fiance cute. until I abandon him for pillows of cheese. I love, I love you. you a whole this bunch. This was great. This was really Have a great, really, really great. Of your day. Okay, we'll do this soon. Yes. 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 Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye.